Welcome back to Thriving Thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. I recently went on a trip to visit my brother and his family in Connecticut. And there's two ways to get there, through the city, New York City, or around the city. <laughs> I prefer around and I enjoy both the, you know, the energizing skyline of the city, uh, as well as the peaceful drive through the mountains. And uh, I knew that the drive through the mountains would take me longer, that the route through the city would be quicker. Well, maybe. You never know, right? So I selected the scenic route. Even though I told my navigation system to take me on the longer scenic route, almost every hour, you guys, it kept recalculating, almost demanding that I take the faster city route. And it would ask me, do you want to change the route? And it would give me options, yes or no. And I kept punching no, and it kept asking me. And it wasn't until I found myself in the thicker traffic with a sign ahead that said GW Bridge this lane, I realized that my navigation had taken me off of my preferred path to the faster path, despite the fact that I had repeatedly pressed the no button. I had to do some quick thinking and maneuvering to scooch on over to the Garden State Parkway to avoid the bridge and the city in general. And it got me thinking, you know, our thought maps are a lot like that. Despite how many times we redirect them, the faster, shorter route, you know, those old, old hat, familiar thought habits, they seem to emerge with force, even when you tell them no. And that's why we've got to pay attention to our thought maps, because they dictate our thought worlds. They dictate our destination. They dictate how much we enjoy the journey. Our thought worlds dictate our reality. As I often say, as you believe, so shall you be. You know, each of us has a particular way of thinking, and you can call it a thought map. Our thought maps become automatic, and we have a tendency to stop thinking about them or even acknowledge it's the thing that drives us to think what we think, feel what we feel, and do what we do. We develop familiar thinking patterns, kind of like that old, comfortable, worn jacket that's your favorite. But unfortunately, those old thinking patterns don't often serve us well, and they lead us to exceedingly dangerous places and even give us that highway hypnosis phenomenon. We find ourselves saying things like, I've always been this way. This is the way I've always thought. This is who I am. And you know, it's not necessarily that we don't foresee the bends in the road ahead or speed bumps. It's the fact that we trust our old tattered map that probably needed to be updated a long time ago to help us tool along even the most dangerous of curves. You know, if we're going to successfully navigate our thought map, we've got to invest in a savvy, invest, y'all, invest in a savvy recalculation system that's going to steer us in the right direction on a beautiful, enjoyable journey. We've got to learn a new way of thinking a useful way of thinking. Just as each of us has a unique molecular coding in our genes, you know, that DNA and RNA, we also have a set of what I would call thought tendencies that make us uniquely, well, uniquely us. Some of us have a tendency to procrastinate or avoid others towards self-protection or escape. Then there are those with combative, negligent, or indifferent proclivities. You know, these mindsets serve as natural navigators for our thought worlds. If I'm the person that tends toward being combative or defensive, for example, everything I hear or think will be initially filtered through that lens. 
So even a comment that's innocuous as somebody saying something like, I liked your presentation today, is going to be filtered through whatever your mindset propensity is, your old tattered thought map. And that could be interpreted as a a slight to me, that simple comment or a negative evaluation of my performance. If my defensive tendency, my defensive thought map remains unchecked. You know, similarly, someone with a negligent thought pattern may interpret the same comment as unimportant and respond in a rudely dismissive manner. An avoider, on the other hand, might run from the attention and secure his expectancy that others think he is, quote unquote, odd. You know, we can see just how damaging and predictive our thought habits are toward our view of ourselves and of those around us. We each have those specific mindsets and tendencies for good reason. They can certainly be used as an asset in helping us cope with, and more importantly, thrive through unexpected life events. Yet if we rely too heavily upon our default mindset to guide us through each moment, we will find ourselves using it when it becomes a liability to do so. When it damages our relationship with ourselves and our relationships with coworkers, friends, and family. It's time to update our thought map before it steers us off course or worse yet, into a ditch. We have to evaluate if our thought patterns are beneficial or harmful to us and ultimately to our happiness. And to do that, I came up with a list of questions and I think that these will help you do just that. I want you to make room to ask and answer these questions. Remember, thriving means to grow and growth requires learning. I know some of y'all weren't good students, but learning is something that we all must do in order to thrive, learning about ourselves, that is. And this is your opportunity to learn about your thought map and your thought habits. So write these questions down and then give the, give the recording a pause and spend some time in honest reflection. You, my dear ones, are worthy of the effort and deserving of the growth and self-discovery to be found in answering these questions. Question number one, is this line of thinking useful in this specific situation? You know, with something as simple as somebody cutting you off on the road and you call somebody a name, is that helpful? Is that useful in the situation? Some of you might say, well, it makes me feel better, but I would challenge that with does it? Or does it make you feel worse? Does it make you feel angrier? Does it make you think thoughts like, geez, people are stupid, right? That's not useful. It's not helpful. And if that's your default thought habit, your default thought map, I bet you that's happening in other areas of your life, not just when somebody cuts you off on the road. Question number two, do my thought habits produce resolution? We have to remember that thinking (laughs) is actually supposed to be toward an end. Like we're supposed to think about something so that we can learn from it, grow from it, and either move on or move with it. But does it produce resolution? You know, like take the traffic incident. Is is there a resolution to that? No, because you can't have a conversation with the person, right? So the resolution, the thought habit that produces resolution might be for you to think differently, not about that person, but about you. Maybe saying something like this to yourself. I'm grateful. I'm safe. I'm grateful I didn't get in an accident just now. Remember, do your thought habits produce resolution? Question number four. Does my thought map direct me toward growth and thriving or to breakdown and stagnation? Now, I'm sure you know the difference between those, but thriving, right? That's the growing, that's the learning, that's the stretching. And sometimes that's painful, right? 
or to break down in stagnation. If you find yourself falling back into that old comfortable jacket, you know, that old comfortable thought pattern, that's a signal that you're either in stagnation or it's threatening to break you down. Question number four, is my thought map riddled with signs that provoke disparaging, demeaning, or defeating messages to myself or others? If it does, my friends, it's not helpful to you. Go back to question number one. (laughs) Question number five, will my thought habits help me move forward to learn from this situation and not to learn about others and their tendencies, but to learn about me? Think about that. A lot of times we're like, oh yeah, I learned a lot from the situation, all right. I learned how big of a jerk they are. I learned how people are really hateful. I learned how people are just rude. I learned how people are out to get you. That's not thriving. That's not learning. See, learning is knowing about you. And typically, if we're focused on the negative characteristics in others, it's because that's what we also believe about ourselves. I know that's harsh, y'all, but it's true. Question number six, is holding on to my tattered thought map worth it? If I end up staying stuck in this ditch of difficulty, in this cycle that leaves me back where I started, never reaching the elusive destination of personal agency and control over my life. Listen, friends, don't you want control over your life? You can have it. That choice is yours. You don't have to give your joy away. You don't have to give the outcome of your life away to chance to other people and what they do or think or say. That's up to you. But it's also up to you to choose to think that way and to choose to embrace your agency. So if you answered no to even one of those questions when considering your thought map, it's definitely time to update and recalculate, my friends. It's time to choose an alternative thought route that'll get you back out on the road of your life, that takes you where you want to go, that helps you navigate the speed bumps and dead-end roads with vigor, not defeat. You know, a road that invites you to enjoy the scenery and truly thrive. Unless, of course, you prefer being stuck in a rut. I think if you asked yourself that, you would say no. Sometimes the reason we say yes is because we don't see an alternative. That's why I'm doing these episodes, my friends. I'm offering you an alternative. It's up to you to embrace it, to take it. But you know, maybe after listening to this and realizing that it's time to reevaluate your thought map, to create a new one that allows you to thrive and have the abundant reality that you deserve, maybe you get it, but you just don't know how. And you answered your self-discovery questions with no, but now you're left thinking, okay, what's next? Well, friends, I have three options for you to consider. Follow me. Here's option number one. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Sherry. I have tons of content about creating a thriving thought world through posts and my weekly live videos where I offer truly valuable and practical insights to help you thrive, to help you learn to live out what that looks like to thrive in any and every circumstance. I'm live every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. It's like 10 minutes of your time. It's an investment in yourself, not in me. (laughs) And if you're unable to join live, you can always watch the replay. So don't use that as an excuse. Don't resort to that old thought habit. Well, I'm, I'm doing something during that time, so I can't listen. Well, you can. You can do whatever you want to do, but you prioritize what you prioritize. And the great thing about Facebook Live videos is there's a replay functionality. Option number two, you can scroll through the other episodes uh, in this podcast. You know, go back to season one and season two and read the descriptions and then listen to the first one that resonates with you. You'll be encouraged and inspired, I promise, to start thinking and living differently. Option number three, consider thought coaching with me. You know, I coach women and men how to successfully recreate their thought maps. 
And we start with a four-session package that'll get you on the road to an intimate understanding of what it looks like for you to choose to thrive, to choose to change the way you think, and to make critical self-discoveries necessary for your growth. I also coach no more than five people at a time because I want to commit space and time to unlimited texting access to me in between sessions because the real work of thriving typically happens then, right, in between those moments. You can count on me to teach you, challenge you, and ultimately hold you accountable to invest in yourself by committing to the work in those nasty, dark, alone spaces. I'll be there with you, my friends. Don't worry. You know, all you have to do is reach out to me. It's a super easy first step. We can have a 15-minute phone call, see if my Thrive Thought Coaching program is a good fit for you. And you can message me at dr.sherry on Facebook or on Instagram at dr.sherryspeaks or email me at drsherryspeaks at gmail.com. If you missed my interview with Susan Epstein about eliminating anxiety with action, it's not too late to listen now. The link is in the show notes. This Sunday, August 16th, you'll get a chance to learn how my dear friend Cindy Bettino, an happiness expert, chooses to thrive in the thick of it.